All right, welcome to episode 108 of the Bobbycast. It is right after a show on Tuesday. And we have celebrated five years of being a show, so I thought we'd come on and talk about that for a minute. Because... Oh, wow. What's up? I, don't, I mean, I didn't know what we were going to do, but yeah, when you bring it up like five years, it's still crazy to believe that. And I think at some point we're going to have a big show, a big concert in our studio. But just for us to be able to talk about it long form is pretty crazy because I consider March 1st to be our five-year anniversary. So it's March 13th now. I mean, it's five years, but it feels like at times like 20, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a different life. Yeah, like I feel like when we got here, man, we hit the ground running so hard. There, we haven't had time to breathe. Still, really? Even today, I was thinking about it the other day. I haven't had time to just go at all because it's been first ratings pressure all the time because we're always in new markets and it's just been constant and we're growing so fast and then it, a lot. So, anyway, we're here. Five years. I and mean, what do you think about? What's the first memory that comes to your mind when you think about moving here? Us living in those apartments right when we got here. And I was thinking, what are we doing? And yeah, yeah. there was temporary housing provided by our work. And I didn't know how to get anywhere or drive anywhere. And just, like, that that's my first, that's where my brain goes. And it was so we, cold when we, we moved here. Yeah. I was going, what is happening? And we were trying to find <laughs> places to live. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of in between lives because you're not wanting to unpack boxes at this temporary apartment and then you're like is this even going to work out we moved all the way here the whole then that leads me to the weirdness in here with the people may not understand exactly how the show works but you're relying upon clocks and times and commercial and we were changing the way we did that a little bit and you were so fixated on it that it just nothing felt normal and we've been doing a pretty normal show for seven years before that so it just felt weird. Yeah, and we did a 100%, mm, okay, 96% talk show before we came here. Yeah, it was a lot of talk. We played one song, maybe. And that was as before Eddie was part of the show. So this is, you know, pretty Eddie because Eddie moved over here with us. But we, we played one song, sometimes two, sometimes none an hour. And we just go to town and just talk for five hours. Here we are, baby. And then we came here and everybody was so stunned <laughs> by what we were doing. We had like one minute to talk. At first, it was just play a song, talk, and then get out. And like Lunchbox and I would start to talk, and Bobby would be like, wrap it up. We got to go. And we were yeah, like, okay, quick. bye. Wait, wait. And listen, over the last five years, we've definitely earned a bit of flexibility. But yeah, that was a crazy change. Living in those apartments, though, now that you talk about that, I haven't thought about that in forever. I remember living over there in Bell. Uh, Bell Me. Yeah, Bell-Mead. it was like off yeah. Weston. Yeah. What, why didn't you guys have places ready? What was the, the holdup? We had, I didn't know where we wanted to live. Yet. I had no idea where oh. I was going to live. Yeah, we had. Mm. I didn't know anything about Nashville. Yeah, no, I mean none of us did. <laughs> I mean, I I remember the pressure of I had to come. We all came together to go scout places or whatever, and and I never came to scout a place. You did. We all we all came together. It was like one. I think maybe, we just came to visit Nashville because we'd never been here. Oh well, maybe I, you had more pressure to scout because you had a family. I took advantage of those. I guess, oh two no, days. I never scouted. Me neither. Oh, okay, that I makes wanted sense. to wait for my husband, and and now I was just waiting for girlfriend or wife. Yeah. I guess I did have, you a, did girlfriend. have a girlfriend. You did have a girlfriend. That part is, yes. That's a brutal she, part because yeah. for me, I had a girlfriend of four years and I remember calling her when I was, whenever it was, the Nashville stuff was happening because I said, hey, what do you want to do? And I had options. Do we want to do an alternative show? Do we want to stay and do pop? Do we want to move to Nashville and do country? 
Like I had all the options because my contract was up and they didn't want me to leave. And so they didn't have a national country show. And they said, okay, then you're the guy. And I was like, whoa, it's really a thing. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't a thing. It was just something that Rod, who's now our boss again, but he was our boss when we were in Austin, but he wasn't in the same town. He was just over regions. He wasn't over a format. He had like, you know, 20 cities. And we were one of them. And I'd built this syndication company of top 40 stations. And we talked about doing country for two years. On and off, just two years. Be, you know, we should do this. We should put on a couple stations. And then all of a sudden it was, okay, if you say you want to do it, you're the guy. And I was like, holy. Mm-hmm. And so I remember calling my now ex-girlfriend and going, this is the thing. I'm moving to Nashville. And she never questioned what's going to happen with us. She was just super supportive. But she came to visit and then I had to go, do I want to? Because the relationship wasn't going to get better being long distance. It was either poop or get off the pot time because that had put the wedge in. What do we do? And it was, I don't think that I'm ready to get married. And that was a tough one. It was the longest relationship I've ever been in. And so I moved, I broke it up. And then that was it. Mm-hmm. It was a tough one, man. I didn't think about, I don't ever think about that either. All these memories come again. Come it's come out. flooding it like back. 20 years ago. I don't, it, mm. Man, it feels like so long. For me, I think the thing that I remember. As we came in, it was like our first week when artists would come in. Because we started, and we did a week just in Nashville to make sure that the equipment worked. And we had a couple guests in. Chris Jansen and Charlie Warsham were our first guests ever. And But then when all of the artists were jockeying to get on the national show, everybody kept bringing animals by. Oh, yeah. Randy Hauser brought a goat, and the goat oh, and peed, peed in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And then Gloriana brought a parrot. Hmm. And... You remember that lunchbox? No, I don't remember the parrot at all. You don't I remember me- the parrot? I do. I remember the the pee one. Yeah, and so I remember. Then Hauser drank like the goat milk or whatever. It and- was just so much, and everybody was just, oh, that wouldn't be your friend. And I was going, what is happening? I wouldn't be anybody's friend. I bought it all. I thought they were all my friends. Oh, I I was so the opposite of that <laughs> that I think I came off pretty badly because I was nobody's friend. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I felt like, oh, here I got a new swimming pool, so people want to come over and be my friend all of a sudden in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I think <laughs> That's about. That's an interesting analogy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was well, they, so- came, they came swarming in, I and mean, there was a Hard. lot of Label artists. people, artists, everybody. I remember getting texts from a certain band, and I was like, how did they get my number? And why are they texting me? And I automatically didn't, I, I later became friendly with this band, but I was going, they don't know me. This is how this whole town is? Yeah. And it kind of is how most of the town is. But and and you learn over the years, just through when times are good for both. You know, I've had relationships with artists. I've had ups and downs and trouble, and they've had ups and downs in their career. But the the relationships have always been strong. And so, at the time, at the beginning, I just didn't trust anybody. I'm like, what is happening? And so, that's why I think of all the animals that would come through, like the freaking circus up here <laughs> at our studio. Lunchbox, what do you think about? I uh, think about how I lived with Raymond. Oh, yeah, you guys were roommates. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't really know Raymond, and I thought he was the weirdest dude in the world because he would just go up in his room and never come out. Raymond's first real job with us, because he moved with us, but he was only an intern in Austin. His first real job was here, working for us. Yeah. And Eddie didn't work with us. No, nope. I worked in TV. Eddie moved and wasn't part of the show until he came out here. 
Yeah, and Lunchbox and Ray lived together. Yeah, and Ray, I well, it comes to find out he was scared of my dogs. He's scared of dogs, and he just needed somewhere to live. So he lived with me, so he would just stay in his room, and me and the dogs had the place to myself, and we made a mess of it. It was really dirty. Oh, it was disgusting. Remember, remember. when Ray was homeless? Yeah, Ray yes, started living at the radio get, station. He was getting mail here. He lived here. He would take a sleeping bag and sleep under a desk. Yeah. So he'd go to the gym and shower. And then he would get his mail here, and he would go and sleep <laughs> under the desk in yeah, an office. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. And he had money. Like, he had a job. Yeah, what was the reason? Why would He's he He's a weirdo. That? So crazy. But yeah. he would just stay up here. Eddie, five years in, what do you think? Oh, man. Uh, I, I, I remember the weather was the biggest thing for me. It's like, because I didn't have a jacket. I mean, I think the thickest jacket I had was almost like a windbreaker coming from Texas. And I remember being so, so cold, and my wife was pregnant, and... um. And man, I just, that's kind of my memory of it. Just like, I, this is the first time I'd ever left Texas in my life. I was born and raised in Texas, and it was my first time to live outside of the state, and it was different. Was there a weird pressure from your wife since you were moving across the country, and you were moving for something you were doing, and she didn't know anybody? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, we really had no clue about schools or anything, so it, she she really kind of took took control of that and started looking at like you know where to put the the kids in school and and make sure that where we moved because that was stressful for me you got to understand i came over here to find our house without her consent or her knowing what our house or neighborhood was going to be and so when we moved all in the car together i drove her through nashville like all right then we reveal this is where we're going to live this is the school district this is where we are and it was stressful and thank god she like liked it but yeah, it was stressful because I, I remember uh, shipmate Cruz. Whenever he stayed in Austin with my dog for two weeks, because I wasn't ready to have my dog up here because I was staying in that temporary apartment. Mm. But my dog had one of those tracker collars on, so you could look on your phone and see where he was all the time. So I tra- remember tracking him all the way from Austin, driving all the way through Arkansas because my dog had the tracker collar on. I could track exactly where the dog and the car were. Oh, and so true. I, I watched him on GPS get closer and closer and closer. But yeah, and then I I was an idiot and moved. 40 minutes from work when I first moved here. I thought, yeah. I thought, I'm moving to Nashville, got a good job, I'm going to live on a golf course. Yeah. Because you golfed back then. Because I golfed, oh, life was so easy back then. Eddie and I would golf four or five times a week. Easy. And I think I've golfed in the past five years three times, period. And that includes the time you lived on the golf that course. That includes when I lived there. Maybe five times, because we, we tried to get out a couple times. We thought that we would be able to maintain the habit of playing golf every other day, but no. So I lived on that a golf course, work. and then I never played. And so and I lived far from work. I was like, I'm out of here, man. And so I remember when I first moved here a couple weeks into it, because I lived behind a gate, like a gated community, because my work was like, hey, you need to have somewhere with some high security. So I found this place. They actually found it for me, frankly. Uh John Ivey, the program director at KISS in Los Angeles, said, here's the neighborhood you need to live in with all of your security issues. So I found a house in the neighborhood and moved there. And I felt pretty safe until, I guess, a couple weeks into it, the dude murdered his wife a few houses down. So crazy. And was running around my neighborhood with a gun at night. And the SWAT team was on foot. And helicopters were flying over. And they were going, don't leave your house. He may bust in. I remember. He's on the run. He was on the run for a whole night. And then I had to leave. And there were news vans outside. Everything was outside. They still hadn't found him. And so here I am. In my car going, um, I got a radio show to do. Can I? They weren't letting anybody leave. <laughs> and for some reason, they let me leave. They still hadn't found him. And we were in here doing the show, and we see his face pop up. Yeah. And they found him. He gave himself up in the middle of the morning and walked down on the golf course. 
that crazy? Yeah. yeah. He was in the woods. He was in the woods. Gosh. He murdered his wife. Sad. Yeah. I mean, it was a half a block or so from where I lived. And so I remember that. I think something else that sticks out is that Jake Owen show he did. Remember where he got rained out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. A CMA, CMA he, Fest. He's playing CMA Music Fest, and it rained. And he didn't think it rained enough for them to cancel his show. Because that was a big show. You play the main stage at CMA Music Fest at Titan Stadium. And he was ticked off. And so I said, hey, dude, come play your whole set on our show. And he did. And he brought everybody in. And they played the whole set in here. And I got to play the drums. For part of one song. So? Yeah, yeah. I still thought it was pretty cool. His drummer, like, Central you, Chocolate, he let me play or something. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? You went over Sexual and played the drums. Chocolate. You didn't only really play drums for the song. You didn't play drums during True. the set. True. I got to take a drumstick and hit the beat. But I still thought that was really fun. I did. And fun fact about that morning, you probably don't even remember, so I don't even want to remind you that this happened to me, but I overslept that morning. And that's, like, did rare. He, that's probably happened home? once or twice in my entire career on the show. But I overslept. I was late. I remember grabbing my clothes. It was light outside when I woke up. That's how late it was. And I made it here just in time for the Jake Owen thing and thought I was going to lose my job. Yeah, I'm going to fire you that quick into it. Got to, got to play the drums. I've done that 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> Let me talk about LifeLock for a second. Uh, more bad news about that huge data breach with a major credit bureau. Uh, 147.9 million Americans are at risk. You ever had your identity stolen? Uh, I've had my credit card and stuff stolen, but you know who contacts me first? No, LifeLock. I'm serious. It's not even part of the commercial. I know. I, I opened up a new account, and my computer went off, my phone went off, and it was them going, somebody opening an account. Mm-hmm. It was me. But yeah, that's how good they are. So LifeLock now has identity theft protection with the power of Norton Security to help protect you against threats to your identity and devices that you can't easily see or fix on your own. So you have a cloud, people get in the cloud, they have your information. No one can stop every cyber threat, prevent all identity theft or monitor transactions at all business. But new LifeLock with Norton Security is able to uncover threats that you might otherwise miss. Go to LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK and the keyword is BONES for an additional 10% off your first year. Promo code's BONES for an additional 10% off your first year. So there's LifeLock. Just thinking back about when we moved here five years ago. I mean, that was really early in your adoption process with Haiti. Yeah, I had just gotten back from Haiti. I mean, a few months. But that's er- in the mm-hmm. grand scheme of it took five years. Mm-hmm. It had just kind of started. Yes. And we thought, dang, it's been a few months. When are you going to get those kids already? Yeah, <laughs> we had started the paperwork. I was thinking, oh, and I think my answer was probably in about two years. But you were also thinking that would be long. Two years yes. on the long side. Two years, two to three years seemed to be about the average. So I was kind of, you know, speaking two years out there, but yeah, it ended up taking a lot longer. And then, but we added, I mean, we were originally just adopting one and then we added the second and then they weren't related. So, I mean, there was, I get some of the hiccups that caused some delays, but some stuff just seemed a little ridiculous. Yeah. The whole time that we've been here, you've been going through that process. I know. And now they're here. Mm-hmm. Lived three places, and now we're in the home that will be with them for a long time, I hope. Huh. And then Lunchbox, the big debate was, because he had a girlfriend. Yep. Oh, the, the awkward part was my ex-girlfriend and Amy and Lunchbox's, they were, we were all, I, she was still my girlfriend at the time, and Lunchbox's girlfriend and Amy would hang out, and it would be... We went to yoga, mm-hmm. and then one time after yoga, we were all talking, and it came up. So what do y'all think? What do you think is going to happen? It's almost like Lunchbox's girlfriend looked at Bobby's girlfriend was like, so do you think you're going to move to Nashville? Bobby's girlfriend was like, oh, I don't, I don't, 
I don't know. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? What about you? I mean, and I was just standing there like, Amy, what do you think? I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, you want to talk about something else? Because <laughs> I didn't and know. And wife was. That's she, what I said. Was she was saying and, and it was his girlfriend. And they were wondering what was going on. They were both having that conversation and then Yikes. they would talk to me and I was just like, oh, I don't know. Because in my mind, I thought, gosh, I didn't know where Lunchbox really stood because he wasn't always honest about it because he even hit her for so long I just didn't he, really he know. He hit her not hit her. Hid. Hid. Hid yeah. her publicly from uh, you know and then with Bobby I was thinking oh yeah this probably is not going to work even though I knew oh, you she was amazing. But I Why knew were you, you thinking that though? Because you just know how I work. Yeah. Because you always talked about long distance relationships. You did this some weird analogy about a hamburger and a bun and a Oh, I think for a long distance relationship to work, you need to have the other side of it already figured out, meaning how you're going to end it. So it was a hamburger reference. Oh, my goodness. No, it was. You you have the bun. Oh, you throw throw it back in time. Here we go. This is throwback. You have the bun the start of the relationship. You have the meat that is a relationship. You need to have that other bun. At least you need to know where to get the other side of the hamburger. And we didn't have that. It was just, we're going to try it out. We're going to see how it works. We already know how it works when we're together. It's going to get worse. So are we going to get together before we do this or not? And of course, we didn't. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just I was I wasn't in a place to do that. Yeah. I don't know that I'll ever be. I don't know. I I look at you, Amy. You've got two kids. You have adulted so much. Lunchbox has adulted. He's like king adult right now. I like, look at Lunchbox. He's gotten married. Yes. He's been here. He's gonna have a kid. Like you guys have real life stuff going on. I haven't done crap. Oh my! You have so much no, going no. for you career wise. I've been like I said to these two knuckleheads, Lunchbox and Eddie, a few weeks ago. We've all invested in different things and you reap what you sow. So I spent all this time working toward my career and now some of the fruits of that labor are starting. I'm getting it. But also I haven't been working on the old telling the old field of relationship very good. You know, I had a good relationship with Lindsay Mm -hmm. and that was killed by our industry for the most part. I definitely think I have problems still the same problems. You know, you don't, things don't just fix themselves, but I do think that the biggest part of that was that, was I knew, look at her freaking songs, man. Look at, she had a song and it does nothing when she dated me. We break up, her song's like 23 right now. You think there's a coincidence in that? Really? Well, that was, I mean, you were. That was a huge part of it. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, then that made everything, that made everything else worse. So it was like, well, why are we doing this anyway? I'm just going to hurt her career. Exhibit A. Is right now the highest song she's ever had is after she breaks up, breaks it off with me. Why are you holding your lip? I'm not. Say whatever you want to say. <laughs> no, I'm not holding Come my on, lip. Eh? Say you... what you need to say. Yeah. Say what you need say to say. Say what you want to say. No. Uh. Okay. I mean, I know that that's part. Of, that is the Go reason. Ahead. I I think it was selfless of you to take that into consideration when you're when y'all ended your relationship because it was going to be better for her career. Like you were holding her back. Yes. You were holding her back. No Absolutely. Doubt. So, uh, however, something else would have, if it wasn't going to be that, it, it would have ended. You think so? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do. And and she's someone that definitely wanted to show you. I don't know about Rachel from Gloriana. That, that wasn't the same kind of relationship. I know it wasn't. Yeah. I, that's why I'm saying I don't know. How, you can what, say Rachel, not from Gloriana, but yes. Well, you, from you, back you, then. Like from, go ahead. Rachel. Yeah. Very sweet, beautiful I feel like y'all's relationship was a little bit different, though, than Lindsay and then your girlfriend that you had when we moved here for four years. Whereas I feel like both of them wanted to show you, 
You can be loved. I'm going to be here for you no matter what. You don't have to feel abandoned. Not everybody in your life will walk away from you. Those are two people that I know for sure wanted to show you that. And we've talked about this on the show with my kids with attachment disorder and attachment issues. Like you don't want to attach yourself too closely. Those people that want to show you that unconditional love, you push away. So you would have found a way to push her away anyways. That's fair. That's why I need to go to that counseling house. On site. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that could be good. And like you were saying, you said to these two knuckleheads, like career wise. You're now the knuckleheads. No, he called y'all that. He called y'all that, not me. But I was just referencing back to that statement of you have invested so much in your career that maybe you haven't invested in the love life part. But in order for the love life part to work out, you've got to invest in some of your your hurts from your past. Yeah, I don't like those hurts very much. I know, but the hurts yeah. are what are blocking like, you from... I don't like doing those hurts very much. That's what makes you, man. The, they, they've, you don't have to get rid of them. They've molded you into who you are. Thank you. But you can learn how to process some of them. She's so not even that... complimenting me. I just say thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. <laughs> thank you very much. And yeah. deflect. Okay, got it. Well, I, I do think that... Um, by the way, I think everybody should download Criminal from Lindsay, too. Because I hope that she soars and has much success. But there, yeah, nobody's challenging you on that. No, no, I know, but I just hope that it happens. I mean, listen, we were together. That was a big part of it, bombing out. And I think it was the, the seed of everything else. I think that's the seed mm-hmm. that made everything else grow a little faster. Mm-hmm. Or I'm fixed, Amy. You don't even know. Maybe I'm fixed and I just... Yeah, well, can we talk about like the five years and what the five years have done to you? Like, You've obviously changed since we moved here, right? Mm, I'm better with time management. <laughs> Oh, a lot more jobs. <laughs> yes, I've done a do. lot in five years. Just not. I've had a yeah, I've had a good run personally, I guess. But I've done a lot career wise. Yeah, I'm in the freaking Radio Hall of Fame. That's yeah, cr- man. That's crazy. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah, no. I think in the next five, I'll probably get a girlfriend. Mm. And wait another five. You'll be forty something. <laughs> okay, and so will you. I know. You... <laughs> we're getting with that book. We're literally growing out together. Do you know in our early forties, we'll have been like, yeah, we've been doing the show together for twenty years. I know. <laughs> And then young people are going to look at us and go, that's the old show. They're going to look at us like we used to look at old no! shows. <laughs> no. We have to maintain being the young show. No, we don't. We're, we, you can't. You can't do that. How do you do that? <laughs> Let me oh talk gosh, about sleep number. Old. We've gotten far away from what we're going to talk about here. Uh, sleep number. Did you know that decluttering your bedroom can make you feel more relaxed so you can uh, sleep more restfully? Uh, maybe a new mattress. Ooh. Do you still have your sleep number? Yes. Me too. Nine out of ten couples prefer a different mattress firmness. Do you and your husband prefer a different mattress firmness? Yes. I'm a 40. He's a 60. Hmm. If he's a 60 and then add nine. Yep. What is he? I don't know. He likes it more firm. <laughs> <laughs> With the sleep number bed, you can choose your ideal firmness on each side of the bed. So it's comfortable. <laughs> Yeah, my sleep number setting is at 30, if that tells you how tough I am compared to Amy's husband. Nah. Guy sleeps on granite. Uh, You're less than me. I'm over here in a cotton ball going, ow. Uh, my sleep IQ score last night, I got to be honest, I don't remember it, but I do love my sleep number bed. They start at eight ninety nine ninety nine. Right now during the spring clearance event, save up to 600 bucks on the most popular beds. There are more than 550 sleep number stores. Visit sleepnumber.com slash bones to find the store near you. There you go. Anything else you guys want to talk about? What else have we done? I don't even know. I, if I just sat down and went through the calendar, I think there'd be a lot of cool things. I mean, there. I mean, Bonnie, you've like the fact that you've 
the band part is still crazy to me and like singing on stage with Garth Brooks and Carrie Underwood and like Tim McGraw giving you his hat and like little things. Oh, I remember that. I think to me, the biggest part is we, the show and our listeners showed other companies and shows that they could put on a normal person show and it'd be a thing. Cause there are like 10 clones of us now for better or worse. There are like 10 clones of us around the country because they go, Oh, they can do that. Why don't we find somebody from top 40 and put them on and take them from hot AC. But we were never a show from top 40. We weren't supposed to be in top 40. We were told we weren't, we didn't fit that format. It's just a lucky mix of whatever I am with all my friends and people have tried to replicate. They've tried to re- replicate across the street. They've done it in like five or six other markets where they go, let's just get a top 40 guy and stick him with some country people and see what works. There is no amazing success strategy to this show. There never has been. It's never been a, this is how to win. It's always been, this is what we do. Who wants it? And there's a difference. So, and it's weird too. When we got here, I didn't know any of the brand new country. I knew all the ni- 80s and 90s stuff, all of it. That's what I listened to as a kid. I didn't know any of the stuff from the two years prior to us getting mm-hmm. here. So I was like, huh. Well, let me ask. Thomas Rhett? Yeah. And he was a kid. <laughs> he was a kid. Yeah, it's a whole a whole weird thing. And now we're we're here. We're stuck. The end. Five more years. Oh, go. I don't I don't know about that. Or one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe one more week. You never know. I don't I'm not I'm not bound here. Okay. Well we once you know, let me know. <laughs> Got a plan. I think you are bound here for a bit. What, what? Even without you? You're not attached to me. Back up. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get that, but I felt like contractually, if you go somewhere, I don't have to go with you necessarily, but I would just fall away or my contract self-destructs. No, it doesn't self-destruct. Why? What? Are the, what? If, what? Who did I sign my right life to? Not to so me, the company. Le- so then they could just throw somebody else in your seat and I'm bound to work here? Uh, Basically. Okay, cool. <laughs> Dang. Because <laughs> I have often said, like, I don't, I wouldn't. You can I retire. But I wouldn't want to do radio without you. But you can so. retire and go, I'm out of radio. They can't make you keep doing something you don't want to do, but you can't go to another company. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not trying to go to another company. Right. Unless you do and you can take me. <laughs> she changed her name. Is that what name. you're trying to say? <laughs> no, I'm not, trying, okay. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. Whatever. Well, you know, you do, you're doing that whole thing right now where you're speaking it. <laughs> Speak it. <laughs> Speak it. Put it out there like Oprah, you know, Spe- like a dream board. Yeah. Your vision board. What's the vision board? The vision board. You talk about how you put things on your phone, like yeah. to make it. What do you mean to, to put get... my phone? Why? Well, I, I don't know. I didn't know if by you saying, I don't know if I'm going to be here and if I'm gone. I don't know that I'll be here another five years. I don't I'm know if I can do mornings that long. Yeah. Me I'm, neither. I'm, Preach that. I'm fried at waking up early in the morning. <laughs> it's been 15 years for me now. Waking up at 3 a.m. I think, and then also gives me an excuse, or I don't have an excuse anymore about my social life because it's always I gotta go to bed early, mm-hmm. can't do stuff, can't go out and cultivate friendships, can't do. But if I'm not waking up early in the morning, then I don't have that excuse, and I find out if I'm really a loser or not. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting little study. <laughs> yeah. Then if I still am a loser when I get to stay out later, then I'm just a loser. You're like, all right, I I know now. Now I know. Back to mornings it is. All right, <laughs> get to the game. Well, anyway, uh, we're gonna wrap it. Thanks for five years of letting us break artists and be part of your morning show. That's something we didn't talk about, like the 
Kelsey Ballerinis and the Chris Jansons and the Cams and the Low Caches and like the artists that we've taken and we're able to just put them out there and our listeners embrace them totally and boom, away their careers went. You know, we were the launching pad for a lot of cool artists that are our friends now. So that's a cool thing. Anybody else come to mind with that? Stapleton. Yeah, we didn't launch Chris. He was just up here a lot oh. before he got famous. That's my best story is how I was getting told by my boss, not this one, a different one, to stop whoever this guy was that was singing all the time that nobody knew. <laughs> like, stop bringing him in because nobody knew him because he'd been up a few times. Then he played the CMAs and it was Chris Stapleton. And Crazy. That's why Chris is so loyal and he'll do whatever because we didn't jump on the band. We were on the Chris Stapleton bandwagon before that thing was, what's the Chris Stapleton bandwagon? Yeah, I think his life got pretty crazy once he blew up. And it's like, whoa, who can I trust? It's almost, I bet it's a similar feeling to what we had when we first moved here. And all of a sudden we were the coolest people in town. People wanted to be our friends. We never had friends. Mm. But yeah, the Stapleton stuff's cool. All right, th- we good? Good. Yeah. Also, this daylight saving time's crushing me, I man. know, me too. Like, I feel so tired and my head hurts. Yeah. And probably dehydrated, so I'm going to drink. Oh, Bryce should drink. I'm probably Tim McGraw. Oh. Oh. No, I don't McGraw. <laughs> oh, man. What? Guys. I don't know. Amy said it, not me. What? You did say I, it. Because I'm thirsty. All right, one, one note. Leave us on one note. Five years in the books, Amy. Thank you. Uh, leave us on like a note? Something that, you, something that you remember vividly from the five years. Give us um, one fun fact. I, my my main thing is um, relating with listeners, and we've been through a lot. For me, my life totally changed in the last five years, and I've had so many listeners offer up so much support. And it's like we have these people all over the country that give us advice and tips, and some stuff I've really taken to heart. Um, from not to get too deep, but from like losing my mom to adopting kids, like I get. I've gotten so much support through that and they've allowed us to share our journeys with them. And for me, that's important because I don't want anybody else to feel alone and I don't want to feel alone. I know I'm not the only one going through something like that. And the way we can communicate with listeners through social media and email, it's crazy. Lunchbox, fun fact. Fun fact is I got married and I'm having a kid. I never thought that was possible five years ago, but here we are today and holy crap. Fun fact, Daddy. Fun fact, man. I mean, I never ever thought that Bobby and I would ever be in a band and we got to do what we got to do. And so it was always been a dream of mine to be able to tour in a band and play to our listeners and entertain everyone. So that's that's a memory and something that I'll just always be so grateful and thankful for. Hmm. Fun fact. See, it's harder than you think, huh? There are just so many. I don't know which one to share. Fun fact. You got all tatted up when you moved here. Yeah, I did become kind of a bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think that I've, even in friendships, I've tried to push them all away. But there have been some that have hung in there in this town that I didn't really expect to. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I always think, ah, nobody wants to be my friend. They just want that guy on the radio or the guy that can change their life by playing their song or something like that. But I think I've been able to make some small steps in there, some little scratches, and I've kept some friends. I love that. Yeah, yeah, see? All right, uh, thank you very much. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to do a whole uh, broadcast on the show to a live thing. I guess I shouldn't say who the artist is. Is going to come play? Who do you think, if I called one artist to come play a, a, a whole set from the 
five years, if I was doing the show, somewhere we're close to, I, I'd call. Amy. Got it. Go ahead. Jansen. Chris Jansen. Uh, Amy. Oh, man. Chris Stapleton. You just said he'd do anything. Eddie? That would be cool, but i go Keith Ebbin. None of you are right. Really? Jansen doesn't have enough songs yet, although yeah. we're, Jansen we're very close to. No, Stapleton's not... I didn't... Mm. I mean, I don't see you asking him. I was just taking a guess, and I didn't know if that was a... a uh, what is it? Favor? No, no, no. Earlier, you were doing the... <laughs> when you read in a foreshadowing. <laughs> no. Oh, you think I was setting it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Maybe he's been suspecting that foreshadowing a lot. Uh, okay... Let's see. You did just hang out with Luke Bryan on Idol. Oh, I got one. Go ahead. Dirk's Bentley. Maybe. Oh. Oh, he Dirks. said maybe to, maybe to that one. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, thank but, you. but no. Foreshadow. Yeah. Ah! Oh, Jake Owen. Yeah. Oh, Jake. Another one. Okay. That's why. The whole. Yes. The whole. Foreshadowing. There it is. That, he did it. We didn't yeah. know it. All right. We got to go. Thank you, everybody. Uh, goodbye. And we'll see you next week. Or, well, no, you guys won't, but I will. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye.